0: Well hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Rowing Chat. Now today we have a very special program because we're pleased to welcome to the as our guests the founders of Glide Boats USA, Mark Wilson and Ryan Worth.
1: Hello. Thanks so, thanks for having us Rebecca. Good it's to be great. here.
0: Yeah well Ryan is a is a new face to me and of course Mark has, has been on the podcast before in different guise uh, but it's great also to hear about something that is completely new how did glide boats get started
1: uh glide boats has started from uh, from an interest of wanting to get more people access to a uh, sliding seat and a uh, rowing rigger Um, in in an affordable and robust and enjoyable way that uh, allows people to um, enjoy the rowing motion without the anxiety that oftentimes a rowing single uh, also provides. So uh, we're super happy to, to be able to offer three different products, um, all manufactured in the United Kingdom by a wonderful man named Paul Godsafe, who is the founder of Glideboat. And um, we are his North American uh, arm of distributorship. And Ryan graciously uh, joined me in this little endeavor. And we're partners partners to the end as we think about this whole uh, whole new new business line. But we're really excited and uh, look forward to sharing some of the details with you guys today.
0: Ryan, what's your personal background in rowing?
2: Yeah, I started in high school, um, later in high school, and then I continued into college. But while I was in college and competing as a club rower at Tennessee Knoxville, I was also working in the outdoor program. So I was also working in outdoor recreation programming, hiking trips, backpacking, whitewater kayaking, um and climbing so as I started coaching while I was a college athlete I also had this interest in instructing in other outdoor activities and um, I've remained a rowing coach since college um, I've done some longer trips and I like to adventure by oar. and that was something that has come up before you know Mark and I both also share an interest in whitewater boating which um, outside of the rafts you traditionally never row so mm-hmm. I to me, part of one of the things that's exciting about the glide boats and, and these models that are roto-molded and are built in this robust fashion with a, a nod to rougher water conditions is that we're going to be able to start rowing in more cool places.
0: Wow. Of course. So rotational molded, injection molded plastic is what we're talking about here.
1: Yep. All three of the products. Just just like a kayak would be that you uh, see anywhere on the beach or on rivers and so on. So it's same basic uh, manufacturing process. And the neat thing that Paul has done in the design is is inserted the all of the metal fittings into the mold so that all of the connection points are are sturdy, robust, and in the same place every time. So uh, the boat itself is really nicely nicely designed that way for the rigor attachments, footboards and so on.
0: You've got me curious. Show us the product.
1: Well, we've got three different products and Ryan's going to go into a little bit more detail on each one, but just to give you an idea, we as a company invested in, um, the first order was 48 boats. We ordered uh, a good number of each of the different hull designs that Paul has come up with from glide boats and, um, and, and, we've already ordered, that was in January. So the picture that you're seeing on your screen was in the middle of January. And we just ordered our second container of boats today, actually, um, which and today is March 8th um, here in the United States. And we're super happy to be ordering another container of boats. So um, the products are varied and they have varied uses and different people um, and different body types might be looking at, and different uh, programs uh, program users might be looking at the boats differently, but I'll let Ryan go into each one of those a little bit, uh, a little bit more in detail.
2: Sure. So yeah, it's the, the glide one and the, the red hull that we're looking at on the screen. That's closest to our flat water racing um, trainers. So it's at 21 feet, it'll carry a crew of up to 95 kilograms or about 220 pounds comfortably. You can stretch that a tiny bit, <laughs> but it better be flat water. Um, the Rigor is the same across all three models. So all three models share exactly the same rigor and they have a, an adjustment built in the foot. It's very similar to the light boat manufacturers rigors for their coastal and recreation singles, the one and the shortest boat, the solo share a seat and they all share tracks. Um, The one and the solo also share foot stretchers and we can see, the padded seat, which also floats, which is nice. Um, uh, most of the fittings are Martinoli; it's the Italian brand. Um, so, pretty simple. And one of the things that's notable about the Solo and the One is that the foot stretchers do not have adjustability bow to stern. So, it's simple heel cups with a strap. So, water shoes, no water shoes, socks, barefoot, whatever you're comfortable with. The rigor moves easily. Four pins with retrained. Res- retain the riggers. So two stay in place and the other two let the rigger slide in and out of the rigger slot. Really is it like
0: a side um sort of ping?
2: Yeah. Pin? So the riggers on both sides sits in U-shaped brackets with the block that goes in and it's got a foot at the stern side to slide yep. under the stern pins and then at the bow side it's got pins that go in. So you can move the rigger really quickly just by with those four pins, bow astern stern to adjust for different size rowers. And with and, the quick removable rigger as well, it allows
1: storage of all the boats to be very easy as well. So the riggers can be popped off literally in five seconds, and then you can store the rigger on the wall and then stack the boats up um, with much less footprint in your boathouse or, and or putting it on your car or moving it um,
2: somewhere else. So it makes it very easy to store as well. Absolutely. Um, and the, the trainer does, we've got a video clip here of a, a guy who used to row, doesn't row, hasn't been on a sliding seat in a while. Um, and it was actually a pretty high current day. This is in Knoxville, Tennessee last week. So we're getting, uh, you know, fairly cool water being conscious of that, but a sunny day and <laughs> getting out and, taking some strokes again. They do really, one of the things we've been so pleased with, with the glide boats is how well they do across different weight ranges. And so they're great well. for programming with really young athletes, but mm-hmm. they are also going to handle your full size adults quite well. And um, with this span adjustment on the riggers, we've got almost five centimeters on both sides of the rigor. So, you know, we've been sending most of the boats about 159 centimeters, Um, and you got room to play both ways of that. So rigging really narrow for tiny little, you know, middle school, elementary age rowers, um, or getting quite big for larger rowers or people that are doing loaded touring. So the one, which is playing in the video here with some other racing singles, uh, isn't really that, but as we look at the other two models, that's where it's one of the things we're getting excited about is the new places that we're going to row and the new reasons we're going to be able to row. Overnight camping trip. Okay, I, I look at it as the touring bicycles of, of rowing, if you will.
0: I, I like that idea.
2: Right. So,
1: one one of the things that we're trying to do is, and as a company, is is not just provide rowing shells or a new type of rowing shell to rowers, but actually expand the market, um, trying to put more people into new craft to expand the actual sport of rowing in the united states specifically in north america uh, more specifically for our company but i think that's one of the things that ryan with his background in outdoor recreation and adventure touring and then my background in coaching and coaching education and also the desire to be outside i I think this these boats will really enhance Grow the entire market and have people really trying boats in different bodies of water, um, all across North America, which will just be, it'll be really fun.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. our that's our goal. And we're also going to start seeing more first ascents and descents of rivers by sliding seat rowboat, right? Like we just <laughs> these are places yeah. that we've kayaked and we've canoed for decades, and maybe we can drive John boats or motor boats on, and we might go there for fishing. But people just have written them off for rowing. This is a photo from the Hiawassee River, at a public boat ramp, and it's a tributary of the Tennessee. You could row there from the head of the Hooch venue, um, huh. via one lock through a dam, but um, it was moving very fast. The current was the surface flow out in the middle was at almost four miles per hour. You know, it was at four and a half kilometers an hour. So you had to really be moving to stay in it. But right at this boat ramp, there's an eddy. And it's only a hundred meter long little eddy, but this is a guy who had never taken a stroke on a sliding seat to ever until the day that he saw this boat. And he was able to sit in it without tipping. You can sit in it on land and check rigging, and then you can push off and just sitting in the eddy and then poking out into the current and rowing in place. You know, we it never went more than 200 meters, but spent an hour on the water having a great time. And it was in the sun. It was a safe platform. And, um, It's just, you spend a lot more time smiles, more, more smiles per stroke. And
1: don't get us wrong. We're not trying to uh, not provide a product for current rowers because we have had an awful lot of rowers like this young man who, who's rowed an awful lot and coaches and so on. But it just opens up a new avenue. And for the folks that do want to try rowing, who maybe have gone through some learned to rows, or maybe they're very competent in their sculling ability, but want to try new water or new seasons, you know, breach the seasons of, the, of their local waterway, um, it, the glide boats really do provide a safe option for that. So the, the ability to get out in, in different seasons um, is certainly doable
0: so you mentioned the um glide one is the narrowest kind of top of the range closest to a racing fine single shell what are the other two that you've shown us photographs of
2: yeah so the tide is in this photo the green one it's on the left and that is the coastal model it actually meets thesis coastal spec for coastal racing um and it's at 16 feet long and it's also built with a thicker plastic so it's at fisa's weight minimum of 78 pounds um, and just right at it so the solo is the other one's the gray one in this photo and then going to this photo it's this orange one that we have here the solo is 13 feet long and without the rigor on weighs barely 40 pounds so you can take two pins remove your oars and your rigger anything else you've sat in the boat, and then you've got a 13-foot-long, 40-pound plastic shell that Mm -hmm. you can set flat on the ground. You can Mm -hmm. stack sideways on the floor. You can do whatever you need to with it, really. And, um, you know, an individual person with the help of a kayak dolly can Mm -hmm. easily pull the, the bow up on shore, a boat ramp, you know, this yep. particular place in Miami launched from the side of like a six foot wall. You just kind of had to lower the boats down and then climb down. And it's stable enough at 30 inches wide that you can sit in the boat and then put the rigger on it if you want to. And you feel comfortable doing that. Because and I can see
0: I can see carry handles at the bow on the stern there.
2: Yep. So carry and, handles um, and also indents at the midpoint in line Mm -hmm. with the pin on both sides. Oh, so that you can mold it plastic indents. Yeah, so there's finger grooves or grip grooves along both sides. And here's a photo of somebody rowing one and it was a narrow spring run. And again, this is a place where no one, I guarantee you no one else has taken a sliding rigger rowing shell or a sliding seat rowing shell before. Maybe an oarboard. Right. And so we're going to start seeing overlap in all the different cool places. The ore board has gotten people to take yeah. oars and um, you can just turn around and paddle with a canoe paddle. If it's going to be narrower than you want to mess with your oars.
0: Yeah. You know? This girl's just letting the or uh, the, the the skulls just drag.
2: Just drag. And she
0: kneels and looks forward or she's sitting on the seat, actually. Yeah,
2: she's sitting on the seat. Sorry, there's that. And here we can go back to a screen share and I'll pull up a quick video. That's, that's this person's third time ever in a sliding seat rowing boat. Hmm. And again, we just, we went out on, you know, it's got flow. This is a, this is popular as a tubing run. This is in North Florida. So this is, you know, the end of February (laughs) and there's ripples in the water from current flowing over shallow rocks, but they're deep enough for the boat and the oars. And even if the fin were to scrape over something, as long as you're moving forward, it's not going to hurt a thing.
0: Well, she's moving pretty sweetly there. Doesn't look like she's only done three lessons.
2: <laughs> so, and well, you got the stability to be comfortable. And then more proficient rowers are going to find that it's going to open up the days that we consider rowable days.
0: Yeah, so this video is a pretty rough day. The, uh, the athlete's got her, got her hood up. It looks like it's raining and there's, I don't know, probably uh, eight inches of waves.
2: Yeah, this is about 15 to 20 mile an hour sustained winds. This was in Deland, Florida at Lake Beersford. So it's got three kilometers of fetch across this lake. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, just get, being able to get out, as long as you've got enough control as a sculler to... Be able to keep the boat pointed into the wind or in the direction you want to travel. They they really are a sweet little ride. They do a great job of going where you want them to go. And this woman, this
1: woman weighs about a hundred and five pounds as well. And tiny. we've had people as big as two uh, 2- two hundred and forty. Ryan, in the yeah, road?
2: I was closer to two fifty with gear and stuff rowing one a couple weeks ago in the same boat in the same that hole. exact same hole. Yeah.
0: So basically that's between 50 and 120 kilos for the hard of hearing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you could go below that too because the boat as you get down to 50 kilos you could have kids even smaller still huh. still you know still figuring it out. And as much as you're going to have a 50 kilo kid rowing it's yeah. it's going to be great.
0: Now, so, talk us through the different fin arrangements. So we've gone back to a photograph. I think this is the tide, which is your correct. coastal boat.
1: So let me just touch on that a little bit. We've got in the in the um, glide one, which is the more of the race trainer boat. That's got a metal fin. Uh, it's very similar to an empacher filippi kind of fin. It's the same same idea, and it also has a metal insert for the fin box. So mm-hmm. it's a very secure. Um, fitting fitting for the fin in that boat it's not plastic it's it's metal fitting and then also and then in the glide solo that's the one that we were just chatting about with the retractable fin it's actually got a fixed point up for travel and a fixed point down with a shock cord that holds the fin in the water and it and it really it's it's pretty cool the way it designed. so if, as ryan said if it if you hit something it just pops back up and it's all good in the glide Tide, which is this one, they come with a surfboard or a stand-up paddleboard fin as standard, metal fin box as well, the normal key for that. So it's a thumb screw and you can just take it out and put it right back in. It's about a two, I don't know, probably 15, 20 second uh, maneuver to take the fin out. And they're also very inexpensive. So if you did break one off, um, you know, with a beach landing or something like that, they're Very inexpensive, $15 US, you know, kind of thing. So, if it's a good thing to have an extra one just in case you get adventurous, uh, adventuresome to the extreme and end up going uh, a little bit uh, far afield. The other thing with the rigor is that. We're gonna. We have plenty of height adjustability as well, which is right. just like a, a normal rowing shell. So there's lots of rigging ability in the boats. Mm-hmm. And again, we've had big people, small people, and everybody is rowing appropriately. As a rowing coach, I want to make sure that people are feeling comfortable, but also are rigged properly to avoid any injury or over. You know, or doing things incorrectly. So the idea of the legs, body, arms, and sequence, making sure the finish is at an appropriate angle to protect the elbows and wrists, all of those things are really, really valuable. And all of the boats are designed so that the rigging dimensions are pretty much exactly like they would be in your own racing double or racing single.
0: And you can see in the photograph you've got there quite clearly that the rigger here is adjusted toward the bow and you've got space on the black um, metal to move. Right, the the guide
1: that holds the rigger onto the boat actually is also adjustable on the boat. So there's three different points fittings for that runner to be on the gunnel of the boat as well. So in the glide tie, there's a really an awful lot of adjustability in the boat. Um, Foot stretcher movement, Uh, heel height movement up and down just like on the ergometer the seat height will be all of our new boats that we're getting will have an adjustable uh, undercarriage so the undercarriage itself can raise and lower so um, lots of great great simple but really nice adjustability in the boat so that anybody can really get feeling like they should in a boat this is a gentleman who just finished uh, rowing camp down here in florida he did 20 kilometers in the glide tide um in a single row and at the end of it he was tired like everybody else was after 20k of of uh, rowing around a very uh interesting course but he did a great job and he's about 225 230 pounds which is a little over 100 kilograms and uh just had a great time
2: yeah And, you know, that's, that's right at the stated limit for the tide. Um, again, it is a FISA compliant boat. So anybody thinking about FISA, FISA coastal racing, um, beach sprints, the endurance, and this boat is, can be used as is as a racer. Well, you add flotation. So that's the one piece they're built with a single cavity. So all you have to do is add flotation bags like you would for a whitewater kayak. And then even if you split your hull apart, you're still not going to sink.
0: Always reassuring, safety first.
1: <laughs>
2: also, the glide, the glide tide comes with a,
1: a standard uh, throw bag, which is uh, also part of the FISA coastal requirement and a safety whistle as well. So they're putting in those things and lash points. You've seen the lash points, the uh, shock cord lash points to the stern side um, for your life jacket, your PFD, as well as anything else that you might want to bring along. So all of those things are brought right into the into the boat as standard.
0: And those buoyancy uh, aids—they're included as well. The sorry, the, not the buoyancy those, aids. The bags to go inside the under the hat. Those
1: are those are additional. Most people would not need those unless you're uh, at a FISA Visa uh, type of event. So we can certainly source those for folks if they want those, and but that would be a uh, slightly additional. They're not very expensive. Yeah.
2: There's some add-ons like that. The two-wheel cart that I had made mention of earlier. Um, Just any, basically any, we're going to be borrowing a lot. And this is a statement more as a sport in general with coastal rowing and the doubles and quads. A lot of the way that we're used to moving our equipment in and out of the water uh, from venue to venue and then storing it is going to shift more to what looks like at yacht clubs and with sailing dinghy programs. You know, they're moving Mm. bigger dinghies that are heavier. That's our coastal quads. Um, you know, and even our coastal doubles are almost, you know, sometimes with some water in them, it's easily 200 pound boat for a 2 person yeah. crew. You want that weight on the water and the tide does a nice job of ba- walking that balance as a single that's from a racing or a rower's perspective. It's, it is a race-minded boat, but because it's race-minded for the surf, it's got a lot of stability and a lot of extra buoyancy. Um, it is a wet boat. Um, if we wanted. to do a screen share just for the folks that are able to see video we do have some clips of the tide being rode in other ways Um, another thing that's a lot of fun is from a coach's perspective with the tide and the solo is how maneuverable they actually are they turn really easily when you want them to turn while still running straight when they're given you know (laughs) straight propulsion so it's less of the racing single where you might feel a little bit of a drag to one side or the other. The boat really tells you what it's feeling um, in flat water conditions. So in flat water, it's really rewarding with a lot of feedback, but then you can get into bumpier water. And so here's a a smaller sculler who is um, in the glide tide out on a little bit of a windy day, a little bumpy. And still able to move it along nicely. I think that's something that flat water racers are going to see boats that weigh 80 pounds and feel like that weight is going to be very present on the handles as you take a stroke, but it's not right. It's just like, it's, it's, it's kind of like rowing a double with one person sitting out, but it's more like rowing a quad with only three of the rowers. As far as the difference you feel from a racing single down to a coastal.
0: Now you've, Got a photograph there of another uh, boat design. How do the prices compare with equivalent boats from other manufacturers?
1: The the Glide boat price point is by far the least. Um, you know, we would encourage people if they're looking at various um, various manufacturers to certainly look at all of them. Um, what, what we like to say is that everybody's making a good boat. Um, Everybody's making a really good boat actually right now. And so, It does come down to price point, but also some of the features that are different in the glide boat versus some of the other boats. Um, Many of the other boats are either a carbon or a fiberglass hull. They're gel coat. Um, So the fragility of those hulls are going to be a little different than the plastic. Right. And then obviously the plastic is going to be less expensive because from a manufacturing standpoint, it's much easier and much faster to make a single hull in in a single um, element, if that's the right word, rather than uh, layering different things together and, and so on. So and painting and and the finish work and so on. So there's much less labor involved in building a glide boat. Um, and the price point shows that. So significantly different. Um, our, po- our boats are all under $4,000 US and that's brand new and ready to go. And some are actually closer to $3,000 than been four but everything's under four thousand dollars so hopefully that that's was... clear
0: so what's what's new what's on the horizon i know you're a new company um uh, as of as of earlier this year uh but what have you got planned
1: i think one of the things that we have planned is is to try to again and i'll just say it a little differently we're trying to get more people involved in the sport. So there's an awful lot of people that use Concept2 ergometers, that use the new hydro machine, that use RP3s as a fitness tool and not really as a training tool for their rowing. Um, I know Concept2 has been making ergometers for 40 years now and they sell many, many, many more rowing machines or indoor ergometers, indoor rowers to non-rowers we would like to try to capture some of those folks and encourage them to try rowing on the water that the rest of us have all seen and enjoyed and, and done for decades, um, and and so therefore trying to literally grow the sport of rowing. Um, one of the things that Ryan wants to do is to bring bring rowing to new waterways, which we've which we've kind of discussed, um, and then the other idea is to offer adventures camping and so on for young, um, young people. Um, just like if you're going on a a canoeing trip in the Adirondacks, for example, or in Northern Minnesota to the boundary waters, well, these boats can do all the same thing. You can take a group of smaller or younger, uh, folks that have that adventuresome kind of mindset and load them down with their gear and off they go. And um, there's nothing better than being under your own power and then sleeping out under the stars and enjoying the work that you've done in a new place every night. So I think these are all things that we see, I think, talking with Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, YMCA camps um, and enhancing the sliding seat type of rowing as opposed to when I was a Boy Scout way back when, you know, it was the. 12 to 14 foot aluminum boat with the fixed seat and the fixed pins and all of that. So I, I think this is a, a evolutionary kind of change. And I think that those kind of programs will, uh, will just thrive seeing a sliding seat and a boat that they can pull up on the beach and go to, n- go to new places with Ryan, That's you got true. something else to add there?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, you just repeating some of what you said, it's the going to new places with new people. Um, it's, it's, it's every age, a lot of abilities, rowing's already really good at that. And we've, one of the things that it limits a lot of programs from going from, I found rowing this way and I would love to see my community have rowing. Um, There's that thought actually, I think crosses a lot of people's minds. I think we need to row here on this, you know, this pond, this, this back slough, this, wherever we are. And a lot of, the places where people get stopped before actually starting a rowing group or getting more people on the water is they get stopped by what type of equipment, how are we going to safely get people here? And, um, you know, it could be places like out West in the Eastern Washington state desert, where the Columbia, the snake, the Yakima, they're big wandering flat lazy rivers that have a lot of shallow spots like the Chattahoochee in Atlanta you know it's these are these are boats that you can run into the sandbar or heck the reef really if you head to and you're still going to row that boat the next day so um you know that i think it's helping break some of the inherent barriers to our sport and that's that's a really exciting thing but it's also going to break the barriers of where we're going while we're rowing
0: tell the listeners where they can get a hold of you
1: Uh, The website's on the bottom of the screen right now. It's Glide Boats with an S, USA. And uh, we're on the web every day and uh, email, phone calls, all our contact information is there. Um, and we love to hear from people and Ryan's going to be heading to, to the Northeast in April, early April, with a load of boats heading up, um, already we've got boats heading to Michigan. We've got boats heading to Wisconsin. We've got boats heading to Ohio. Um, we've already got boats in Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Yeah. already. And we've only been in business for, basically six weeks, you know, so it's, it's pretty great. And, uh, we're, 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 like I said before, we're bringing in our second container, but we really would encourage people to kind of look at our website and we're going to be enhancing that and any ideas that people have, um, that's great too. We're looking at California. We're going to be definitely sending boats out to California, Bay area, North Bay area, um, as well. Cause that's just another fantastic place to row in a, a very, you know, a robust kind of, uh, boat like like the glide tide for example or the glide solo specifically on on San Francisco Bay or some of the other waterways out there. So anywhere there's water you can uh, you can take a glide boat. So
0: So if someone would like to try one should they get in touch with you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We have again we have an ambassador program that we've just uh, started over the weekend, and we've already got people that have own own their boats that have already taken delivery. Who want to share their experience and share the ability of people around them to uh, to try. So between our between Ryan and myself and these other folks that are out in the rowing world, we're we're really really excited about the kind of the community that's coming around and being being brought into place. But yeah, demoing a boat is is great, um, and we love to put people into them we can't we can't be every place all the time you know right away Um, so we're kind of going from florida and from tennessee north as we as the season allows so that's Mm -hmm. kind of the the logistical plan for us right now but happy to happy to talk to folks we've got a young man in canada who's all gung-ho He can't wait for the ice to melt up there and get a boat and uh and stuff too so our territory is all of the Caribbean islands, uh, Central America, uh, all of North America, Mexico, United States, Canada. And uh, so we're gonna try to service them the best we can. And if uh, Paul can keep building us boats, we're gonna do our best to get them out there to folks.
2: So, yeah. Mark,
0: Ryan, it's been a delight to have a, an early ringside seat to uh, the uh, developments at Glide Boats. And I wish you all the success as you build your business out. And to all our listeners, go to glideboatsusa.com and you can pick up all of the details to contact the guys and take a look at some of the videos that they've got of the boats on there. I've been Rebecca Caro and this has been Rowing Chat. Thank you for coming on the journey with us. Tell your friends and if you have a moment, we'd appreciate a review.